Hello there. This is Benny, and this is Kyle, and you're listening to the Doctor's Watcher, the Desert Adventure podcast about every episode of Doctor Who, whether they're desert adventures or not. But sometimes <laughs> they are. Indeed, as is the case with today's episode. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we'll all stay in the desert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> I did want to give a quick shout out today at the top of the episode. Um, there is this website that I've probably mentioned, at least referenced before, a website that I often use when I'm preparing for these episodes that is basically transcriptions of like all of Doctor Who as well as uh-huh. pretty much all of Star Trek. Um, Oh, nice. And <laughs> yeah, had Trek on the same site. <laughs> I, I recently, you know, gave a little PayPal donation gift to the person who runs the site, mentioned our pod. I don't know if, if they listen or not. I told them not to feel obligated to listen, but I did <laughs> want to give a shout out to Chrissy at chakotea.net. Thanks, Chrissy, at Chakotea.net. Um, should we spell Chakotea.net for our listeners in case they want to check it out? Yeah, we probably should. It's C-H-A-K-O-T-E-Y-A. <laughs> uh, like the uh, the first officer on Voyager. <laughs> Just about, yeah. One moment. Matilda's meowing out the door, so I'm going to let her in. Okay. This is all content. This is all staying in, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kitty. Meow. Yeah. She's now ready to podcast with us. Excellent. Now we have our, our guest co-host, and now we can begin. <laughs> uh, speaking of Star Trek, I, one thing I wanted to mention was that we're, we, um, you know, at the time of this recording, are three episodes in um, on Strange New Worlds, and it's good. Indeed. It's good I, show. I am loving Strange New Worlds so far. It's probably my favorite of the new Trek shows even though we're only yeah, like three same. episodes in, it might even be like top three series of like Star Trek in general for me. It's hard to really <laughs> well, say yet, but yeah, it, it really yeah, might be. We're not, we're not super far into it. Yeah. So all that being said, shall we get into some strange old worlds? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> This is the 31st episode of season two, The Death of Time. Heck yes. And Benny, would you remind us of our Cliff Dingler? I will attempt. (laughs) (laughs) It has been Uh, a while since we recorded last. Yeah, yeah. Today's kind of a weird one. We're we're recording on a Sunday instead of a Saturday when we normally record on Saturdays, and we're only doing one episode um, because of some scheduling stuff. Uh, but yeah, also also it's been a minute since we last did one, and since I even uh, edited it. So, but it was a heck of a good one. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, there, uh, I, I better remember at least some of it. So let's see. So, um, Ian and. Oh, hold on. I think is it Ian and Barbara who are off in the uh, the strange structure. Um, uh, no, that's a uh, Ian and Vicky. Ian and Vicky. Okay, so yeah. Ian and Vicky 
are um, in this weird structure. So it's desert planet. Um, there are these weird statues made of seaweed, or at least it smell like seaweed. They smell weird. I love it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> two sons, by the way. Right. Doctor Who did it first. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so Ian and Vicky are in this like strange structure, like this this. Uh, door opened or whatever they're they're being menaced by a blobby creature with tentacles um and yeah we 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 love we love weird monsters and stuff and like not in a weird way i know last time we were like oh tentacles are cool but not in a weird way guys let's just let's just Uh let's just move on from that (laughs) um and uh yeah so meanwhile um the doctor and uh, barbara are uh somewhere lost out on the sands um so there was a sandstorm which blew away the tracks so they can't find their way back to the tardis um ian and vicky are the ones who have the tardis compass which will lead them back to the tardis but the doctor and barbara don't have one of those which is unfortunate because now they are lost you'd think the doctor Um, would have more than one but (laughs) <laughs> you would think. <laughs> um, well, he only has one TARDIS, so he only needs one TARDIS compass. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and finally, there's Daleks. So thanks to uh, thanks to our, I forget what it was, something like time-space viewer, some some Time-space cool visualizer, I think it was. Visualizer. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, we, we now know, um, not just we, the audience, but the, the heroes, uh, the characters also know that the, the Daleks are, are after them. Um, they, the, the, the Daleks don't like that they've been foiled and, you know, in the past and previous episodes. So now they, they're going to come after our heroes. Um, so this is all good. Right, <laughs> it's yeah. all good stuff. And of anyway, course, uh, oh, sorry. No, I was going to ask, how, how'd I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good, pretty good. Uh, the, the doctor and Barbara, you know, at the very end of the episode, they watch this Dalek rise out of the sand. And so they know that like the Daleks are here on the planet with them. And we, we pick up from that moment and there's actually two Daleks that are there. And Barbara and the doctor are watching from a distance. The Daleks don't know they're there yet. And these two Daleks are discussing their plan which is to locate the TARDIS with their seismic detectors. Excellent. Seismic detectors. Um, I I guess a TARDIS, when it's just sitting there, still is detectable if you have a seismic detector. Yeah. Sure. I love it. The the TARDIS, by the way, uh, the TARDIS itself is buried in the sand because of the overnight sandstorm. Cool. Which cool, is, cool, cool. Love uh, it. yeah, even it makes it even harder for Barbara and the doctor to find it. These two Daleks are going to find it with their seismic detectors and go ahead and destroy it. While all the rest of the Daleks are going to look for the humans and the doctor. Excellent. Well, very, very kind of them to, uh, you know, just be having a conversation randomly after <laughs> rolling along um, about uh-huh. what the, uh, the overall plan is. Very, very um, convenient of them. (laughs) (laughs) When their discussion gets to the part of the plan about looking for the humans and the doctor, one of the Daleks wonders if they'll be taken alive. 
And the other one clarifies. No, they are to be exterminated. Excellent, excellent. I don't know how the first Dalek wasn't already <laughs> on, on board with that. Like uh-huh. you would think that they would know, but but it's good to clarify that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, make sure we're no all on the same page. Here, you gotta make sure exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Barbara and the Doctor realize that they're going to need to find the TARDIS before these Daleks do. Yes. Good plan. (laughs) Uh It might be a bit difficult since they have neither a TARDIS compass nor a seismic detector. They don't even have uh, an Ian and Vicky compass. (laughs) (laughs) But they do start heading out on a search and they immediately find not the TARDIS, but some alien creatures on the other side of the sand dune. Nice. Yeah, these aliens are or rather these actors portraying the aliens are wearing skin tight suits, which I suspect is, is actually meant to be their skin. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure these were, these were nude aliens and okay. (laughs) (laughs) They have this sort of fin like ridge that goes over the top of their head, like a Mohawk. And then it goes like all the way down their spines and butts. Cool. We don't really get to linger on them for too long, though, because basically as soon as Barbara and the doctor see them, we cut away to Vicky and Ian, who are, of course, in this, you know, weird sort of underground chamber passageway that you mentioned. And they yes, have all, all, the, all the rooms in this chamber are, you know, have have lengths and widths that are divisible <laughs> by five. Uh-huh. <laughs> Also, when you cut away from the weird aliens before there's any real interaction at all, that's how you know they're friendly, because if they're bad, then they would have menaced us first before we cut away, so that we could have had that, like, you know, dun-dun-dun. Right. But if yeah, that's a good point. All, then you know they're good, because then as soon as they come with us, like, hey there, friends! <laughs> like, all right, cool, everything's chill. Uh-huh. So, Vicky and Ian, they've just encountered, at the end of the previous episode, they've just encountered this giant blobby tentacle having creature mm-hmm. and Vicky yells in surprise. Always good to, to yell instead of scream. We, yeah. We do appreciate the distinction. <laughs> Ian does not appreciate the distinction though. He says, ouch. Like that's, that's literally a space monster, dude. Uh Seriously. (laughs) Cut her some slack. (laughs) I mean, yes. Also run. (laughs) I, I, I I understand that that's a thing that they should also do, but, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I I see a scary monster. I would, I too would yell and or scream. Uh huh. They do both start running down the tunnel though, until the DM, pulls out another blobby tentacle creature mini and plops it down at the other end of the corridor where they're running towards. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. This is going to be a combat encounter, whether you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Ian stops short, which leads Vicky to shout. Oh, don't just stand there gaping, you nit! Come on! (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm that's, uh, that might be my favorite Vicky Ian interaction yet. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, so they both turn around and run back the way they came, but not before Ian throws a rock at it. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, come on, encounter. I don't have any weapons. <laughs> All right. One moment, Matilda now needs out of the room. Okay. Yeah. Meow. There you go. Up on the surface of the planet, a Dalek detects someone approaching. Mm-hmm. It is not Barbara or the Doctor. It's a creature of the same species that Barbara and the Doctor saw earlier. Cool. This cool. creature. The, the finny, finny nudists. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this finny nudist comes over the sand dune and immediately gets film negativized by the Dalek. <laughs> oh, that Dalek's got an itchy trigger finger or an itchy <laughs> gun proboscis or whatever. Uh-huh. The Dalek does identify the creature as an Iridian. One of the species that inhabits this planet. Unimportant. Continue the search. <laughs> uh can be killed with no no hesitation <laughs> well i guess these are daleks yeah daleks who encounter npcs generally have only one response yes Aridian is such a good like sci-fi species name too yeah we cut from this over to elsewhere on the surface where Barbara and the Doctor are hanging out with these two Iridians that they encountered. Yep, they're just chilling. Yep. The the Iridians are, of course, giving them the planet's backstory. Apparently, the desert that they're in used to be a huge ocean. Cool. And yeah, we, we sort of gathered that. I mean, uh, uh, the, the statues of seaweed. Um, very, very evocative. Very Yeah, like, totally. Very, uh, environmental storytelling. The Iridians lived in a city that was underneath the ocean, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's not clear, like, you know, whether it was sort of a, a dome situation or whether they're actually like water breathers or amphibious or whatever. But they lived. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Imagine they're not loving this this change to the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's been a a relatively slow change. It happened over the past several centuries. And what happened is that the planet has been getting closer to the two suns, so the ocean dried up. Yeah, that'll do it. I guess, like, when the ocean dried up, basically all of the marine life died, except for the mire beasts, which are the blobby tentacle creatures... Cool. And the Meyer beasts basically started invading the Iridian cities, eating people as they went. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gracious. <laughs> well said. Barbara asks the Iridians for help finding their friends, basically, and finding the TARDIS. And after a little bit of questioning about like when they left and which direction they were going and like all that sort of thing, the Iridians decide that Ian and Vicky probably went through the Taltarian airlock into the city, which means that it's basically too late for them. 
Oh, okay. Well, darn. Yeah, the Teltarian airlock is set to be destroyed at high suns to entomb <laughs> the... Uh-huh. Yeah, they're trying to entomb the mire beasts that are in that section of the city. Um, yeah, you, you, that that seems like something you should do. Um, uh-huh. I mean, the timing is the cut timing could have been better, but I I understand what they're going for here. Barbara and the doctor, of course, are like pretty upset and worried, and <laughs> <laughs> so you know after a little bit of frantic prodding, the Iridians agree to take Barbara and the doctor to the Teltarian airlock, but. They warned them that, you know, they might not make it to the airlock in time, basically. Still worth a shot. Yeah, gotta try. <laughs> Can't just sit there like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Guess they're gonna die, oh well. <laughs> we cut to another Iridian who's sitting in the desert, and they have, like, an explosives plunger, just like in all the old cartoons. Excellent. And this Iridian, you know, kind of looks up at the sky and is like, well, suns look pretty high to me and plunges the plunger. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I kind of thought we'd have a little more time than that, but okay. We do get, you know, a nice shot of the desert with like, you know, a a burst of sand fountaining up into the air as the explosion happens. And meanwhile, inside the tunnels, we cut back to this combat encounter that Ian and Vicky are in with the Mire Beasts. And one of the Mire Beasts, I guess they're only fighting one of them. The one at the other end of the tunnel didn't follow them. So they only have to fight the one. And we don't know how fast they are either. Like it might be following them. (laughs) It might just take a while. It's one of those things where, like, two or three rounds into the combat, you introduce another enemy. Oh, man. <laughs> but the the Mire Beast that they are fighting has gotten one of its tentacles around Vicky's neck. And oh, yikes. Ian is trying to free her, but, you know, having a hard time with it. But then the explosion happens, and it seems that this explosion like somehow kills the Meyer beast. I guess they were right near the airlock when it happened. <laughs> well, good thing that the Meyer beast like absorbed the, uh, the shock of the blast or whatever. Yeah, it was an area of effect explosion and the Meyer beast took the brunt of it, but Ian got some too. And he actually gets knocked unconscious. Oh, so, yeah, Vicky's doing all right, but Ian's rolling death saves. Yep. I suspect he'll do okay, though. He's got, he's probably got some sort of a special person of action bonus to these, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, good. The two Daleks who are looking for the TARDIS register a contact on their seismic detector. And Cool. So they decide that, you know, that must be where the TARDIS is buried in the sand. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Sure, why not? It's the only thing that could possibly create a seismic event. Uh Uh-huh. It's not like everyone's just arriving on the day of a planned demolition. (laughs) Of course, they 
they can't destroy the TARDIS while it's buried in the sand. It'll have to be dug up before it can be destroyed. True. And, of course, the best way for the Daleks to dig something up is to use forced labor. Right. I mean, they're not going to be holding shovels and <laughs> plungers. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, they they discuss their plans to take a couple Iridians prisoner and have them dig the TARDIS up. Okay. Hi, Kyle here. I hope you're enjoying the episode. You can let us know what you think of it by emailing us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or by tweeting us at doctorwatcher. You can also leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review your podcasts and tell a friend. Anyway, back to the episode. Barbara and the doctor and their two Iridian friends arrive at a different airlock out on the planet's surface, and the Iridians are going to take Barbara and the Doctor into the city. They're going to give them some food and let them have a rest. Then they can start helping them search for the TARDIS and their friends. Cool. Yeah, it's always good to recover those uh, um, hit dice and things. Uh-huh. The Doctor is pretty stoked about this. He's ready to to have a short rest. But Barbara thinks he's being callous. She just wants to get to things right away. You know, as a person of action, she wants to start searching now. She doesn't she doesn't need a rest yet. Okay, well I mean I think I think both both approaches have merit. Yeah. Like I mean you don't really know at this point what the um what the urgency is. Uh so I guess you should assume some urgency, but on the other hand, if you are tired and worn out and hungry, then you're not gonna be doing your best work either right and you know these iridians don't seem particularly concerned or urgent about it and theoretically they would know the situation better so um yeah i i, I guess that's assuming that they particularly care about the fates of uh, ian and, and vicky that's so, true uh, we haven't yet quite established that yeah as finny nudists they might just be like pre-inclined to sit around and chill. (laughs) The doctor basically explains to Barbara that since he and Barbara weren't caught by the Meyer beasts, he thinks that Vicky and Ian also have a pretty good chance of having not been caught and killed by them. Okay. Um, they're not alone in an airlock uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that that has specifically been, you know, targeted for demolition because it's full of Meyer beasts, but okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's just trying to keep her spirits up. Yeah, it could be. Or he's just looking for an excuse to rest. He starts looking around. He's, of course, always interested in the architecture of the new places they're in. <laughs> and of course, of course. It's one of our biggest ships. Right. And, you know, this is like underground architecture so oh man it's like you know dock architecture after dark no i think we may need to uh, put a warning on this episode (laughs) (laughs) so of course he's asking one of the iridians about the layout of these tunnels and why are certain tunnels 
like bricked up basically and walled off and <laughs> that freak right <laughs> you've got a perfectly shame, good opening but... here but <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> the iridians explain basically that it's their it's their solution to keep them safe from mire beasts whenever the mire beasts take over a particular section of the city they just like wall that section of the city off and abandon it <laughs> it doesn't seem like a necessarily a very good long-term solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it might work for now, but I don't think it's going to scale that well. Also, I like how after the uh, after the oceans dried up, it seems like the the sum total animal life on this entire planet was reduced to iridians, mire beasts, and that's it. <laughs> uh huh. Well, as far as we could tell from the surface. The only other form of life was seaweed, and you know that's all dried up into into sculpturey statues on the surface. Mm-hmm. A a particular Iridian whose name we learn is Malsan. Cool, I dig it. Asks the doctor to sit down because Malsan has some news to deliver. So. What 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 does the how does the Doxan uh, conversation go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, telling someone to sit down because you have news for them is not necessarily like the most relaxing or you know worry free way to get into a conversation. No, no. So the doctor sits. Malsan explains that the Iridians got a FaceTime from the leader of the Daleks and the Daleks basically told them to hand the TARDIS crew over to the Daleks or the Daleks will destroy the city. Oh, yikes. They apparently have a few hours to like give their answer basically Oh, that's nice of the Daleks. They're in no hurry. <laughs> uh-huh. They've got plenty of time. So, you know, the city elders have been thinking about what they're going to do about it. Doctor is like, Well, I don't propose to inflict our troubles on you, sir, so I think we'll leave and take our chance. Oh, no! But, that's noble of him. Uh-huh. Malson's like, oh, No, no, no. The Daleks have said that we must hand you over, not set you free to try and escape. Oh, so he's going to actually do it. Yeah, basically the Iridians are planning on keeping Barbara and Doctor as prisoners until it's time to hand them over to the Daleks. Oh, well, the the Doxan ship went in a more... I, I guess this could turn into like a, some sort of a BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fitting with the, the tone of the episode, though, I suppose. This is the architecture after dark. Yes. Vicky has gone looking for help for Ian since, you know, he's unconscious rolling death saves. She kind of makes sure he's in a good spot and then starts looking for help. And she ends up finding another airlock that she climbs up and out of. And it just so happens that this airlock is right behind a sand dune that the TARDIS is on the other side of. Oh, nice. (laughs) 
Very convenient. Yeah, so she, you know, gets out of the airlock, climbs up the sand dune, and immediately sees the TARDIS. It also just so happens that the Iridian prisoners have just finished digging the TARDIS out, and the Daleks film negativize them to death. Oh, dang. Well, uh, that's Daleks for you. They start film negativizing the TARDIS, but it has no effect. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we wouldn't have a show if it did. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Only have those two and a half seasons of that uh, that show that aired on the BBC back in the 60s. <laughs> I Just to be like totally clear about about what's happening. The film does negativize, but the TARDIS is undamaged. Cool. It must be constructed of a material that can resist art. Film negativizers. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that's what they actually call them. <laughs> <laughs> so they, these two Daleks decide to just guard the TARDIS. Since they can't destroy it, they'll just guard it until the TARDIS crew has all been exterminated. Okay, sounds like a plan. Vicky watches this whole scene and then sneaks back down the airlock back into the underground tunnels. And we cut back over to Barbara and the doctor who, you know, are now being held prisoner and an Iridian approaches them with news from the elders. You are to be handed over at last sons. The Daleks have promised that when the execution is over, they will leave Aridius unharmed. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like they left your, your buddies unharmed, who just finished uh, unearthing the TARDIS. Uh-huh. The Doctor apparently has, you know, the local time system and whatever all figured out. Their sons are due to set in two hours. <laughs> oh... Working on a deadline. Yeah, not much time there. We briefly cut, basically cut past our other heroes. We get, you know, kind of quick moments with each of them. Ian rolls his saves, regains consciousness. (laughs) Oh, nice. And he realizes that he's been left alone and he starts calling for Vicky. Vicky gets grabbed and carried away by an Iridian. And then we cut back to Barbara and the doctor who are just like resting, kind of leaning against the wall in like one of the walled off tunnels of the city. They're like leaning up against the walled off tunnel and some, some dirt or dust kind of falls on them from above. But before they can really process that and figure out what's happening, Vicky gets dragged into the area by uh, the Iridian who captured her. And so we get a brief reunion scene. Cool. Well, reuniting the party is good. Um, the the circumstances, not so much. Uh-huh. Barbara, of course, immediately asks Vicky where Ian is. Mm-hmm. And... Vicky explains that he got hurt, so she went looking for help, and also she found the TARDIS. Yes. About this time, 
I guess it's getting close to Last Sons because the Iridians have decided that it's time to start escorting Vicky, Barbara, and the Doctor to the main airlock so they can be handed over to the Daleks. Oh, dang. But before they can do that, a tentacle breaks through the wall that Barbara and the Doctor have been resting against. Oh, dang. So earlier... When I said that the Iridians would wall off sections of the city that the Meyer Beasts got into, mm-hmm. what I actually meant was that they would take styrofoam blocks that were spray painted to look like stone and they would <laughs> stack them up in the entrance without using any mortar or anything. That's so much easier, Kyle. Uh huh. Yeah, it goes much faster. Yes. So, of course, the Meyer Beast has no problem at all shoving its tentacle through the wall. Excellent. It grabs Barbara, so the doctor starts trying to free her, and the Iridians also come over to get involved in the fracas, and, you know, they're trying to basically protect their prisoners that they're going to give to the Daleks. So they come over. A Meyer Beast Kool-Aid mans its way through the wall. (laughs) And... Barbara and the Doctor manage to get free of the Meyer Beast as this is happening. So the two of them and Vicky all run out back down the tunnel toward the airlock near the TARDIS, while the Meyer Beast eats some Iridians. (laughs) And did we get that just through, like, sound effects or...? Um, I think we, we kind of see the Meyer Beast, like, on top of them. And there's uh, also a gotcha. little bit of a little bit of dialogue that that makes it clear that they're being munched. <laughs> this Meyer beast is eating me. <laughs> it just took another bite. <laughs> Ian has been searching around the area where he regained consciousness, and of course he has found the airlock near the TARDIS. And He's gone up, he sees the Daleks guarding the TARDIS, so he retreats back into the tunnels while we actually stay with the Daleks and hear them discuss updates to their plan. <laughs> these, these are very chatty Daleks, and they seem to only have one topic of conversation. <laughs> uh-huh. Apparently, since the humans and the Doctor have escaped... The Daleks are giving the Iridians one hour to recapture them. And then if, you know, if they haven't captured them by the end of that hour, the Daleks will destroy the Iridian city. (laughs) Which I'm pretty sure they plan to do anyway, but Uh uh, okay. And, you know, in the meantime, these two Daleks will just continue to guard the TARDIS. They've got, you know, pretty easy job. Yep. We get a nice big reunion scene as Vicky, Barbara, and the Doctor all come across Ian in the tunnels near the airlock. Cool. So everybody hugs, and Ian tells them that he has a plan that he's been working on. So he instructs Barbara and Vicky to go hide behind a certain sand dune near the TARDIS, where they'll be able to, like, quickly get into the TARDIS at the appropriate moment. Mm -hmm. But first he asks Barbara for her cardigan. 
the cardigan that's been partially unraveled um, uh, in the space museum. She's a bit reluctant, but she hands it over. And then Ian also takes the doctor's coat. Oh, good. <laughs> little uh, sp- Spreading out the contributions here. <laughs> uh-huh. My dear boy, we're trying to beat the target. Let's not start the jumble sale. Dear, 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 dear. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so Ian and the doctor arrange a bunch of long sticks that Ian has found. They arrange them in like sort of a crosshatch pattern over part of the airlock hole. Oh, classic, yes. And, you know, then they put Barbara's cardigan and the doctor's coat on top of the sticks, and then they throw a bunch of dirt on them. Yes. And, yeah, of course, their plan is to lure the Dalek over and get it to roll onto the unstable surface where it will fall down the hole and then presumably get eaten by a Meyer beast. Excellent. I love this plan. Ian and the doctor each hide behind a sand dune, like near the hole. And they start calling the Dalek that's guarding the TARDIS. So, you know, it turns its top of its shell around and, you know, points its eye camera at them. And it starts firing film negativizer shots at them. Mm -hmm. But they apparently have enough time to duck behind their sand dunes and not get hit as the film flashes negative all around them. (laughs) Thrilling. And after a few missed shots, the Dalek starts rolling toward them. And sure enough, it tumbles down the pit. Excellent. Try and get out of that hole, Fred. Fred? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a reference to a show or something. Uh, Yeah, who knows. Or maybe it's just a weird way of saying friend and they couldn't retake the, the shot. <laughs> or maybe Ian's taking after Vicky and starting to give names to everything. They do they do look friendly, these Daleks. Uh-huh. Our heroes see a few more Daleks up on the ridge of the sand dune. So everybody rushes into the TARDIS, which dematerializes as the Daleks fire film negativizer shots at it to no effect. Oh, well, that was a cool planet. Uh, I enjoyed <laughs> it. Let's see what's next. Uh-huh. <laughs> as the TARDIS finishes dematerializing, the Daleks are undiscouraged. Final termination is inevitable. Eradicate, obliterate, annihilate. Termination? What about extermination? (laughs) They announce to the desert their plans to chase our protagonists through eternity. And Uh, I I admire the, uh, the, the dedication to their, um, their goal here. Uh huh. Uh, I can now reveal to you that the name of this overall serial is the chase. Nice. And as the the Daleks discuss their plans, the words next episode, flight through eternity appear on screen.
Nice. We've had some good episode titles. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the death of time means in this episode, but it was a great title. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even begin to speculate, but it was a good title. <laughs> uh-huh. First episode of the serial was The Executioner's. Which, yeah, we said maybe it was the Daleks. Yeah, I guess that's probably the Daleks. <laughs> uh, it's like um, like a, a good pulp novel or something with a really evocative title. Um, <laughs> all it needs to do is lure you in, get you to buy it. Uh huh. As long as the we're here for it. The title's good and the cover image is good. That's all you need. Yes, and if the cover image has a Dalek on it, then it's automatically good. <laughs> if it's a Dalek rising up out of the sand, even better. Heck yes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> well, cool. Another good episode. Um, love the love the weird aliens. Uh, the, the Meyer Beasts are, are wonderful. Um, keep wanting to call them Meyer Lurks because I've played a lot of Fallout. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Meyer Beasts. And the uh, was it Iridians? Iridians, yeah. Which Iridians. I'm I'm realizing now that their planet is very arid. Hmm. The planet Iridians. Iridius is very arid. It didn't uh, used to be though. It used to be ocean. So. Well, maybe they changed the name, or maybe they were like, "Oh, it finally makes sense." <laughs> or uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, cool. Another good episode. Yeah, I like it. After Arrakis gets, like, fully waterized and, like, vegetized and stuff, do they still call it Dune? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't make it quite that far in the series. (laughs) Well, someday I will find out. Excellent. Um, And uh, listeners, you'll find out what planet our heroes are going to next in two weeks as they fly through eternity <laughs> it's such a shame that they don't say the name of the, the episode out loud because yeah <laughs> that's excellent yeah all right well see you then bye. bye the doctor's watcher would like to thank circuit 23 for the awesome theme song he made for us you can hear it and the rest of his music at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. You can reach him at circuit.23 at gmail.com. I would like to thank Benny for listening to me talk about Doctor Who, and I would like to thank all you listeners for listening to Benny listen to me talk about Doctor Who. You can reach us by email at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com and on Twitter at doctorwatcher. If you enjoyed the program, Please tell all your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review your podcasts. Thanks for listening. unusual flavor. How can you sit there eating when Ian... Oh, my dear, you think I'm being callous, do you? Yes, I do. And I think it's pure supposition that they've been caught by those bar beasts. After all, we weren't. Mm.
You haven't much faith in Ian's infallible self-preservation, have you? Hmm? I'm sorry. This place gives me the creeps. Oh, rubbish, my dear, rubbish! I think it's fascinating. Yes. You could almost call it beautiful. 